This is Upon Further Review. Bulls play-by-play man Jim Lauk joins Derek Sharp to break down last week's game. And he's going all the way to the end zone. With extended highlights of all the key moments. Without further ado, it's Upon Further Review. Win or lose, we go upon further review, including when the Bulls surrender more yards than they have in a game in their career, and we're in the wrong end of a historic type of quarterback performance. Get ready to hear the name Frank Harris a time or two. And also a situation where the Bulls looked like they were ready to keep pace, and it just fizzled out. And this was a Friday night, so for the first quarter and a half, it was a, a great show that the Bulls put on for that national television audience. But the short week, I don't know if it caught up to the Bulls, Jim Lauk was there and sets up our highlight package. And that's always difficult. And there were so many unique things about this game, including playing indoors at the Alamo Dome. Bulls hadn't played an indoor game since a win at the Carrier Dome seven years earlier. Ironically, the Bulls have played very well indoors. They'd only lost one time under a dome. That was in uh, then-Reliant Stadium in Houston back on Halloween night 2013, the first Mike White start when they lost to the Cougars. Other than that, Bulls were unbeaten indoors historically. But the other part of this matchup was the opponent. And Texas San Antonio, or UTSA, had joined the American for this season. They had raced through the league unbeaten, and they had a really veteran team. It was senior night when they played the Bulls, and it was a huge senior class. They had 21 players to honor, including their starting quarterback, Frank Harris, who was a seven-year player, had all sorts of injuries throughout his career, missed a lot of time, had multiple knee surgeries, in the offseason this year, and there was question whether he was even going to come back for this season. Not only did he make it back, but he had been playing very well, and he had gotten the team to a 7-3 and record overall, 6-0 and in the conference, and battling with Tulane and SMU for a shot in the conference championship game coming up. So there was a lot on the line. A lot of storylines. Also part of the backdrop was that Jeff Trailer, the head coach of UTSA, had interviewed for another job the prior week. So that storyline was out there as well. You wondered how the players would respond to that. For the Bulls, needing one win until bowl eligibility. Didn't play their best game last week against Temple, but they found a way, and they had a lot of optimism coming into this game that they could put up some points against the Roadrunners. The question was going to be, could they stop the UTSA offense, which had put up big numbers against everyone they had played all season long? That turned out to be the challenge in this one. Well, funny enough, as we bring you the first quarter highlights, The Roadrunners only scored seven points in it, and the Bulls would actually build towards taking a lead, and it looked, as I hinted earlier, like we'd go back and forth tonight. Here are your first quarter highlights. It's called by Jim Lauk, Joey Johnston, and Sam Barrington, and Joey all over the atmosphere, and Jim all over the pre-kickoff festivities, namely the coin toss. Well, let's see if the Bulls can end this streak of not winning the opening coin toss. Welcome to tonight's contest. This is the coin that we'll use tonight. This is heads, and this is tails. This is heads, 
and this is Tails. USF, you're the visitor. What is your call? He calls Tails. Will you do the honors and flip the coin for us? It is heads. UTSA, you've won the toss. We got to get that Welcome coin back. checked. Joey, this is your very first indoor game since you joined our crew. I don't have to ask you about the wind or the weather tonight. Yeah, and I and then my first game without wearing a hat. I'm taking <laughs> a, a cue from Bear Bryant, who would, did not wear his houndstooth hat when the Sugar Roll moved to Louisiana Superdome because he said, Mama said never wear a hat indoors, and that's what I'm doing tonight. So it's quickly third and nine for the Bulls from their 26-yard line. Brown to throw, pressure coming. He's hit, but he's got Atkins. He makes the catch, gets the first down, and gets out near the 50-yard line. Another catch for Sean Atkins. That is number 70, gain of 24 to the 50-yard line, second and six. Here comes Wright. He breaks a tackle, gets into the end zone. Touchdown, South Florida. Naquan Wright, 16 yards. That's six for the Bulls. And South Florida marches it downfield on their first possession. The funny thing I saw about it, I mean, these guys are at home, right? But shortly before USF snapped the ball, these guys just walking around the field and kind of had their hands on their hips. And so when Naquan took the handoff, the hole was essentially wide open because these guys are gassed that USF was marching down the field so quickly on their defense. It was about as poised and, and efficient a drive as the Bulls have put together all season. As Sam correctly indicated, there was a lot of noise as USF got up for that third and nine, but as the Bulls marched down the field, the noise kind of went away. Third and 12 as they place it on the 23. Harris to throw, straight drop, steps up, throws, diving catch for the first down at the 38-yard line. That's McEwen, and that'll move the sticks. Harris is now 5 of 5, and the Roadrunners are going as fast as the Bulls did. Man wide open, defender fell down, and that is a touchdown. McEwen from Harris and UTSA is on the board. The Bulls defender went down at about the 20, lost his helmet, and the wide receiver was wide open. Looks like he might have lost his feet in his backpedal, but again, a very unfortunate play for USF's defense. That was Kendall Dennis. Bulls defensive back who has not played much this year. Here comes Brown firing Atkins again. Shakes one tackler, gets some yards after catch. He's got the first down at the 42. And MVS is in danger of losing his single season yardage record. Atkins is climbing the ladder in a hurry. Bulls converted a big third and long on their first drive. Play clock down to six. It's getting loud. They run it. Here's right. He's got the first down and more. Punishes the defender at the end of the run and gets to the 34-yard line. Boy, he just laid out the defensive back. Joyner was the back. They pass. Here's Simmons, and he walks the tightrope, stays inbound. Late flag. He got to the 31. They picked up one flag Passing earlier. Offense, number seven. And the ball's going to go all the way back into South Florida territory. 
where it is second and 30. Andrew Stokes in to kick. Big rush coming. He gets it away. High end over end kick. Bulls trying to run under it. It checks back, but the Bulls are going to be flagged. They hit the return man who was not going to make a play on the ball, and it's going to negate what would have been an absolutely perfect punt by Andrew Stokes. Penalty looks like it was committed by Matthew Hill. Looks like he just had a brain bust, but you obviously can't have those type of plays. That'll be three penalties here early in this game, and those always make the difference against good football teams. Stokes did a great job. That ball hit at the one and checked back. Would have been downed at about the two. Harris to throw toward the end zone. It is incomplete. Tavin Ward had the coverage for South Florida, trying to get it to Cephas. Crowd wants a flag, none forthcoming. It's fourth and four. <laughs> well, I think the referees have agreed, uh, you know, <laughs> as a community to, you know, kind of give USF one back because there were several calls where when USF was on offense and they, they, just, they just blatantly missed, you know, some of the pass interference and some of the physical contact down the field by UTSA's defenders. They're going for it on fourth and four. They're 12 of 17 on fourth downs this year. They are now 12 of 18. Harris tried to keep it. Tramel Logan led the charge tackle for loss back to the 37. Bulls take over on downs. Yeah, that play, it was a designed quarterback draw. And the reason why those plays work so well on those downs is because everyone is bailing out. They did a great job of kind of pinching in and making sure there was nowhere to run. And, and that was just a great way by USS defense to kind of even the score and get off the field. Bulls were sharp on offense. You could tell that UTSA had some playmakers on their own side. And the Bulls would jump ahead quickly in the second quarter. And that would be it for the offense. You'll hear in the commentary of the guys, it was a little bit, it was a little disappointing and the end of the first half especially is when UTSA took over control for good. Here are your second quarter highlights. From the 50-yard line, third and seven, Brown to throw. Going long to Yusef Terry. What a catch. He's going to go untouched into the end zone. Touchdown, South Florida. 50 yards. Brown to Yusef Terry. The veteran wide receiver, first touchdown of the year. Brown put it on a dime, and the Bulls lead. <laughs> that was one of the best catches that I've seen all year. And, and frankly, I mean, in a one-on-one -on -one matchup, I love that Byron Brown has the confidence in his guys. He had Sean Atkins in the middle of the field. He threw an out-shoulder throw to Yusuf Terry, and what a catch, Jim. I'm just, I'm so proud of that connection. It just feels good to be a Bull. <laughs> Third and 10 from the Roadrunner, 48. Pressure coming. He fires. Oh, what a catch. At the 36-yard line, that'll be a first down. Devin McEwen, all hands on that one. That was a beauty, first and 10. Now, Jim, you've called McEwen's name a few times tonight. He is a freshman, but he helps this offense out a lot. Wide open on the crossing pattern. Kellogg makes the catch and gets into the end zone for a touchdown. 34 yards, Tyke Ogle Kellogg's seventh touchdown of the season, and it's 14 to 13. Again, another miscue by USF. 
leading to a long UTSA touchdown. And in that time, I believe it was Barry Hill and Tavon Ward who just somehow got mixed matching. You, you know, typically what happens is when the outside receiver comes in, it's up to the innermost defensive back to kind of pick him up on coverage, obviously, unless it's man to man. And in that situation, it was Barry Hill who just, to be flat out honest with you, just hasn't had a hot game this first half. Brown to throw under pressure, and there is the first sack of the day. 39th sack of the year for UTSA. Harris to throw, long downfield, man wide open, Cephas. Makes the catch at the 35, eludes a defender, and he is going to go all the way for a 64-yard touchdown. The Bulls' defensive secondary continues to struggle. Joshua Cephas gives UTSA their first lead of the game. Yeah, and, and the poor angles and poor tackling, you know, is some of one of the things that obviously influenced big plays. And again, unfortunately, hate to point him out, but it was Logan Berryhill who took a poor angle, and not only that, he knocked his, you know, his teammate out of position to make the tackle. And the type of speed that Cephas has is, if he gets out in front of you, nobody's catching him. That's his ninth touchdown of the year. Extra point is good, and the Bulls trail for the first time tonight. Joyner goes in motion. They fake to him. Brown throws on the run. Yusef Terry makes the catch into UTSA territory for a first down. What a beautiful throw on the run by Byron Brown, and Terry on his way to having his best game as a Bull. 32 yards on that play. Handoff Joyner, and he won't get much. Maybe a yard. Joyner again. A yard or two, and it'll set up third and long. Brown to throw. Pressure coming. Dumps off the screen to Joyner. Makes one man miss, but then gets tripped up well short. Harris to throw. A lot of time, but he missed a man at the 22. And that's a rare miss for Harris and McEwen and it's going to bring the punt team out and the Bulls will take over much like last week they were immaculate offensively in their first few possessions but since then they have struggled handoff Naquan Wright that'll be a two yard pickup Wright again gets stood up at the line of scrimmage he might get a yard Three wide receivers, tight end left side. Here's Brown on a keeper, and he'll get dumped at the 47. He gains two. Fourth down and five. Brown to throw. Pressure coming. Eludes one man, throws, and it's picked off at the 40-yard line. And jogging out of bounds with it is Dewan Griffin with the first takeaway for UTSA. Bulls turn it over with 4.15 to go. And those past two offensive drives by USF absolutely confuses me as I'm watching it because it is not an example of what that offense is capable of, Jim. I've seen five runs in one screen when you got a quarterback like Byron Brown who's capable and who's shown the ability to get the ball down the field. Looks like the Roadrunners are going to go for it. This will be a fourth and two from the 47 of the Bulls. They bring in an extra tight end, line them up on the left side. Wide receivers are bunched together on the right, and Harris is going to go over center 
Running back in motion, quick little toss to Cephas. He gets out of one tackle, but the Bulls still stop him. He got by Daquan Evans, but Tevin Ward wrapped him up, and the Bulls have their second fourth down stop of this football game. Yeah, and way to answer for this defense, right? That's probably the best consecutive response by the defense that I've seen all year. And granted, they gave up some big plays early in this game, but the box, the front seven of USF, they're playing some good football. And the front seven, those guys are the ones that made that play there. So I want to see how this offense responds. You got three minutes to close this thing out and put yourself back in the game. Bulls need to get it to the 43 of the Roadrunners. Third down and seven. Brown to throw under pressure rolls out throws jarred loose from Atkins and it's fourth down the run game for UTSA 15 carries 28 yards that's how good the Bulls run defense has been the pass defense has been a different story third down and 14 on the UTSA eight. Remember, the Bulls have all their timeouts if they can get a stop here. 141 to go in the half. Harris under pressure. He will tuck it and run. Gets to the outside, picks up some blocks, and he will get a first down to the 21-yard line. So Harris, for the second time in this half, able to scramble on third down. Harris, designed run. Breaks a tackle, and he will get into the end zone for a touchdown. More than 350 yards of first-half offense for the Roadrunners. Yeah. So similarities in a way to the Temple game and that the Bulls came out of the gate and started really in good shape. They got on the board very quickly. The defense was at least hanging in against the Roadrunners. It was 14-7 South Florida at one point. And then, as we said on the radio broadcast with the offense, it was almost like flipping off a light switch when the team went from high efficiency to starting to struggle. In this game, it seemed like that Brown to Yousef Terry touchdown pass was kind of the last big play, and after that, UTSA made some adjustments. The Bulls tried some different things offensively, and everything stopped working. And the problem was, as has been the case in a few games this year, the offense really needed to score on almost every possession because that's what the opponent was doing to the Bulls. And when South Florida had to punt a few times, UTSA just was able to score on almost every possession. They only punted once in the first half. And by the time we got to the break, the Roadrunners not only had a 14-point lead, they also had the ball coming back in the third quarter. And you just wondered how the Bulls were going to stop Frank Harris. They didn't get much pressure on him. They did a good job early in the game, particularly in the first half against the run, but they were really exploited once again in the passing game. Harris had so much time, his accuracy was outstanding, and even though they didn't rack up many rushing yards, they did get a lot of good scrambles and a couple of good designed runs from Harris himself. 
and it made the Roadrunners' offense just a little bit too much for the Bulls to handle. Still, South Florida's in the game at the half. It's a two-score game. But the offense is struggling, the defense is struggling, and you knew coming into the third quarter the Bulls were going to have to find some answers on both sides of the ball if they were going to make this a game in the second half. Well, it looked like the Bulls made the defense play they needed to early in the half. It turned out to be a pivotal moment, and things did not go well. Of course, we were all on the Sean Atkins record watch, and we got to have that moment of very few, unfortunately. Quick Fourth quarter reel, more pertinent was what went on in the third quarter. Here are your entire second half highlights upon further review. Harris getting everybody set. Now has the ball looking to throw. Deep drop, throws off the back foot into a crowd, and it's picked off. It's Barry Hill with a flag down. Barry Hill picks up the interception, returns it to the 43, but I think the Bulls may get flagged here. It's definitely pass interference. We'll see which direction it goes. Pass interference, defense, number 37, 15-yard penalty, first down. So Barry Hill gets the penalty, wiping out the interception. A little push in the back. It was a little questionable, right? Joey, what can you see from the sideline? Well, Alex Golish is incredibly animated. He was on the field, face turning red, and he's still having a discussion with two officials on the sideline he's looking up at the replay saying no way was that pass interference called justified he got his word in but the officials are back on the field road runners couldn't get much going on the ground through much of the first half but they're starting to have a little more success here in the third quarter they keep it here's Harris breaking a tackle and he'll take it all the way for a touchdown 40 yards Harris has now accounted for five touchdowns tonight, three passing, two rushing, and again, Sam, a missed tackle leads directly to a touchdown. Yeah, you know, obviously, <laughs> from a defensive player standpoint, it is the most demoralizing thing to see. Bulls need the 35 here to keep this drive alive. They are five out of ten on third downs. At one point, they were five out of six. Brown to throw, and it's dropped by Yusef Terry on the 35. He was at the sticks, got both hands on it, couldn't pull it in, and the punt team is coming out. Yeah, just another short, short outing for USF's offense. First and 10 from the 21, Harris to throw. Daquan Evans got him from behind with the sack. It's actually DJ Gordon. Gordon, number eight, not number zero. So Gordon on the blitz with the Bulls' first sack of the day. Back to the 13. That's eight more yards lost at second and 18. Yeah, that was a heck of a job by D.J. Gordon. He came off the blind side. Harris had his back turned to D.J. Gordon, and he just snuck through the B-gap on a design blitz, and he brought him down. Second down and 18. Harris rolling out, throws on the run, caught first down. Cephas at the 40. Will Jones knocked him out of bounds, but that's another first down, and Cephas continues his big game. That's his seventh catch for 129. Harris to throw, gets chased out. Cheney is chasing him, and Harris gets through a missed tackle, throws it downfield incomplete. 
and it'll be fourth down. Bulls had a great chance for a sack, but they did force Harris into the incompletion, and it'll be fourth down, and Harris jawing with one of the Bulls at the end of that play. Big rush, kick is away. Hill almost got there. Booming punt, hits inside the five, and is going to be down by the Roadrunners at about the four-yard line. Lucas Dean hit a howitzer long toward the end zone. Cephas is open, makes the catch, and is driven out of bounds inside the five. Let's see if he got his feet down. He did. Made a nice catch, got driven out of bounds immediately. But he got a foot down, nicely done. And it's first and goal from the two. Here's Henry fighting his way forward, and that is a touchdown. Robert Henry, ninth rushing touchdown of the season. 41 to 14 with the kick coming, and that is now 34 unanswered points by UTSA. And he's got Atkins wide open. He makes a move, gets to the 10, and down inside the 10-yard line. Eighth catch of the game for Atkins, and Sean Atkins has eclipsed the single-season yardage record for receivers held by Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So Atkins has both catches and yards. Bulls line up quickly. There's the snap. Here's Brown keeping, and he'll run it in from the left side. Touchdown, South Florida. The light switch went back on. Bulls offense looks completely different as we have pushing and shoving in the end zone now after the play. Handoff, no, it's keeping, it's Harris. There's nobody there. He'll run it into the end zone untouched. That whole right side of the field was wide open, and Harris runs for his third touchdown of the game. UTSA increases their lead in the fourth quarter. And Joyner makes a couple of men miss. He's down inside the 30 and finally out of bounds inside the 25. That was a nicely designed play as Brown tucked it and ran for about two yards. But before he crossed the line of scrimmage, 35 pulled yards. it out, threw it over the middle, and hit Joyner. Again, the Bulls can get a first down by getting it down to about the four-yard line. Naquan Wright is the running back. Little John, the tight end, play clock in single digits. Brown to throw toward the end zone, picked off at the two-yard line. Trying to get it to Yusef Terry, but that ball was underthrown and probably one of the easier interceptions Nick Troy Fortune will have in his UTSA career. We'll see if they're going to get Harris out for a curtain call here. In his final home game, he hands it off to Cobbs, who second down coming up. And now they'll take Harris out to a big ovation. So Harris leaves with 17 passing touchdowns. The other irony about the three rushing touchdowns for night for Harris, he had only one all year prior to tonight. Yeah, and I guess if, if there's any way to like leave the game on your senior night that's how you do it so you don't like to see it done against your alma mater but at the end of the day hats off to that young man so some of the numbers not too good for the bulls in this 49 to 21 final a new record for yards allowed in a game eclipsing the mark set at temple last year 
UTSA with well over 600 yards of offense. Frank Harris, six touchdowns, three passing and three rushing. And again, Harris with all those leg injuries, still a pretty mobile guy, but he didn't run that much all season long prior to this game. He had one rushing touchdown on the year and then got three against the Bulls in this game. So the questions persist on the USF offense, particularly the consistency. Again, they had a couple of good drives in the second half where everything clicked, looked like a totally different team, but they also had to punt it away quite a few times. And defensively, the secondary struggled the entire game, and late in the game, Texas-San Antonio got the run game going as well, and the Bulls just could not stop them, giving up 49 points and over 600 yards. Congratulations to Sean Atkins. Another record fell for him, most receiving yards in a season. He passed Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Atkins finished the game with 900 on the nose, so he's 100 away from becoming the first-ever 1,000-yard receiver in South Florida history. So about that game next week, Saturday night, 7.30, the Charlotte 49ers in town. First time they have played the Bulls. Charlotte will come into this game 3-8. and eight. They lost to Rice last week. And the Bulls, of course, 5-6. and six. Yeah, you have a shot to get in at 5-7 and seven this year. Some teams are going to get a bowl at 5-7. and seven, But the Bulls would love to get to 6-6 six and six and know they are in. They can do it with a win. Charlotte has struggled offensively this year. They only average 315 yards of offense per game. And they only score 17 points per game. So that bodes well for the Bulls' defense, but we'll see if they can find some answers to their difficulties and come up with what could be a really, really big win in South Florida football history, propelling them to a bowl game for the first time in five years. We're looking forward to it. Our airtime will be 5.30 on Saturday, 7.30 for the kick, as we wrap up the regular season from Raymond James Stadium. And with regrets, I will not be able to be with you guys, but I will be listening as I'm getting set to call the women's basketball game on Saturday night against Texas in the Virgin Islands. And we'll recap it for you. Hopefully it's not our last upon further review. Indeed, upon further review next week. For Jim Lauk, I'm Derek Sharp. Thanks for listening.